Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery, where we introduce you to inspiring individuals on their unique journeys towards professional success. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Maya Dawan, an inspiring CPA candidate and a fourth-year accounting specialist at the University of Toronto Scarborough. Maya is not only just all about numbers and financial acumen, she's also a business enthusiast with a touch of love for the arts. Currently pursuing her undergraduate degree in the Bachelor of Business Administration Specialist Program in Management and Accounting at the prestigious University of Toronto, Manya's sights are set on future career as a certified public accountant. Her diverse experience spans across various areas, including finance, accounting, student engagement, marketing, fundraising, and business development. But what truly sets her apart is her passion for building meaningful connections and growing a professional network. So let's jump in as Manya shares her journey, insights, and aspiration with us, with us in this episode. Manya, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Brian. Thank you for such a great introduction. And I've been following this podcast for a while and just listening to everyone's stories, their journeys. I'm so excited to be like one of the people who's actually in these podcasts. So thank you so much for this opportunity. That's awesome. Well, we're excited as well. And I can't <laughs> wait to get to the questions and share your experience. But let's maybe start with a few rapid fire questions. Um, what are your preferred pronouns? Um, so my preferred pronouns would be she and her. Okay. And what's your superpower? I think kindness. Ah, that's a lovely superpower. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess that's what like I've heard people also say. So I I'm like really happy that if I would ask someone if they say that, that's I believe should be my superpower. So that's an awesome one. We need more of that in the world. We need more of you in the world. Um, what is your favorite smell? Uh, my favorite smell would be coffee. <laughs> Coffee. Okay, good answer. I just finished my last cup for the day. <laughs> I just did mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you think back or even currently, what's maybe the best compliment you've ever received? The best compliment that I've ever received would be that I'm that I can make others smile. Because someone once told me that I like I made you you made me smile a lot. So I think that <laughs> that's awesome. Um, we all have that go-to snack. What's yours? Oh, so I'm originally from India, but then one ch like chip flavor that I've been obsessed with since I've come to Canada is Takis. So that has been like my go-to snack. But uh, um, otherwise, it would be momos, which is like an Asian and Indian version of dumplings, I guess. Ah, I've never, I don't know if I've ever had it. Momos, you said? Yes, so it's really similar. It's just another synonym of dumplings, if you would say, but it's like in India, you'd get it as like street food as well. So it's like a really popular snack to go to. Oh, that's very cool. I learned something new today. <laughs> I'll have to try those as well one of these days. Um, what is your favorite holiday? Um, so it's an Indian holiday called Diwali. It's also known as the Festival of Lights. So, And that just happened, right? Yes, just it just went by. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Um, we all start somewhere, regardless of where that is, with your very first job. Um, what what was your very first job? Uh, so my very first job was um, I started selling credit cards with Canadian Tire. So it was considered like a marketing but sales position. <laughs> 
Nice, nice. That's awesome. Um, if you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would you say? Um, resilient. Resilient. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for going through those. And now I'd love to jump into your, your journey here and all the things you've been doing. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Maybe you could tell us a bit more about your journey and whether you should pursue a career in accounting and business. Oh, for sure. So taking you back throughout my journey, I am originally from Delhi, India. I've been born, grew up, did my high schooling, everything in Delhi. And I came to Canada, to Toronto as an 18 year old to pursue my undergraduate uh, studies at the University of Toronto, Scarborough. Um, as you already mentioned, I'm currently in my fourth year and I am specializing in accounting. Looking forward to start my CPA journey soon um, as I'm in the last stretch, hopefully, of my undergrad degree, undergraduate degree. And funnily enough, literally three days before my flight to Canada, I didn't know if I was coming to Canada because I didn't have my visa. And oh my. I got my visa on Friday at 5 p.m. and my flight was on Monday morning. So if I wouldn't have gotten that visa, I would have not flown, like probably flown that day here. <laughs> Oh my gosh, how stressful was that? <laughs> it was really stressful. And like, it was my first time flying alone internationally, but also just going to a different country to settle down with, with a one-way ticket. So it was like quite stressful. But I think that gave me, like taking that risk was actually what made me stand today and become as independent as I could be right now. That's fantastic. And now I can tell why you picked resilient as well. Um, yeah, such, a diver such a diverse range of experiences, finance, accounting, student engagement, marketing, fundraising. Um, how have these experiences influenced your career aspirations and your own personal development? Oh, I um, also answering your previous question, what led me actually to pursue a career in accounting and business? So um, just talking a little bit about that, sure. I have, I, I come from a family of businesses. Uh, my dad's a business person and I've always grown up with having those dinner table conversations that have been revolving around business, accounting, the numbers, how to manage a business, how to manage and run your own companies as well. So I've always had that as just revolving around me and that really like brought me that business acumen that I want to start something of my own or like I really want to go into the commerce section and side of it yeah. um, and um, in grade 10th I was part of an entrepreneurship competition where we were given like 150 dollars in Indian rupees it was 10,000 rupees which is quite a good amount of money but as Canadian, it would be $150. And we were supposed to start a business and run it, expand it as uh, 10th graders. And we would, uh, I was actually the CEO of the company and was handling like the finance side of it as well. So that's where uh, that like spark came in that uh -huh. I really like the type of work that like, I, I really like working with numbers, how the business would handle its accounting, how will we do, like, how do you start a business and going into that business and accounting world. So that really gave me that head start on knowing what, what I really wanted. Like I knew I didn't want to go into like medical or becoming a, a doctor because I had that, those experiences growing up. So I was um, clear on that aspect, yeah. but just having 
different and diverse opportunities working in fundraising marketing and all the other areas student engagement all these were areas that have really helped me grow professionally but also personally um i can give you an example for for example for fundraising it was a volunteer opportunity that i was doing in high school to raise um money for um a children's village in india and one of the most useful things and one of the most um humble things that it taught me was how to take no as an answer and how to take rejections because every day we would go to door to door and we would have people shut the doors at our faces and just learning how to deal with that and getting up the next day to go do the same thing really helped me build those skills that i think is just important in life in general and just having these experiences i think you'll hear me say this like a bunch of times in this podcast is that it has gave, given me so many opportunities to make connections and so many opportunities to meet new people learn from that their stories their experiences that now i can gain insights from them and like learn from those things that they've already experienced to navigate my own path so doing marketing positions had really um instilled like the the confidence in me that i could also do do the creative aspect of it and i really like the social media aspect of it but it also made me understand that i don't want to go into marketing as a professional career because that's not where my entire um like that that wouldn't be as fulfilling as it would be for me and just having these experiences student engagement being involved on campus being involved with the students has has just helped me build my confidence up build my communication skills up and given me opportunities to put myself out there it's so thank you it's so inspiring to hear your your story there and i think one of the things that comes to mind too with you and and i love that you shared this was what you learned and grew from, you know, in the rejection and and in the fundraising example you shared, because so often people are afraid to share sometimes your failures or your experiences that maybe aren't so positive. But what's super cool about how you shared that is that it shows uh, the human side and the fact that you can learn from those experiences and it drove you to just to, to be better, um, which is really cool. And I also love that you've explored a lot of things because at where you are, and for the people listening to this podcast, the idea of exploring is something you should never lose, right? No matter what what level or age or what job or title you're in. And the fact that you're exploring and finding what you like and what you don't like is, is so important as you navigate what's going to make you happy from a day-to-day perspective. So really, really great. Thank you for that. Um, the CPA is another interesting side. What um, I know you're pursuing that. What's inspiring you? And what do you hope to achieve with the CPA? So um, CPA is a very like a designation that you want to be committed to, dedicated to. And I think it just opens a plethora of opportunities for you as a professional, because just having that designation shows a commitment that you if you do commit to something, you are going to pull pull through for that commitment and you are going to show up for yourself. And also it also shows like, the other professionals that you have the ability to handle and have that respect and credibility against your name to handle those responsibilities and just in terms of like accounting i feel that accounting for me uh, i'm a person that i like to solve some 
like I like prob- solving problems. I like to work with numbers and everything. And I feel accounting has given me that opportunity to do. And um, I'm a I love to continuously learn. I don't want to like I wouldn't want to stop learning. And I think accounting is one of those fields that will never stop you making learning because every every year there's a new new standard coming out every year there's a the government is changing something in the accounting some taxes are being changed some something or the other is evolving in the accounting world and all the cpas have to keep up with that have to keep being be on top of everything and know what because they are expected to know what the changes are being made in the everyday life and um as for a CPA designation and accounting, I think this is one of the professions where you can do what you're not stuck at one point. I can work with people from healthcare that I know nothing about. I can work with people from banks and financial industries where I have experience, but I can also go into mining where I don't know anything about, which is I would never even think of doing that. But I have the opportunity to connect with those clients, to work with people around the world just sitting in one area as well. So that really, all all those combined give gives like the actual inspiration to work towards that designation for me as well, and just hoping to after achieving that designation, I recently started um, volunteering with Coffee as their financial literacy um in their financial literacy program. So I feel like. Once I am certified to do those things and I have that credibility and I would become an expert to provide substantial information to people and make some impact in the community as well in a broader range, I would want to do that. <laughs> That's awesome. And you said coffee, right? Yes. Could you talk about what that is to some of the people in the audience that might be listening that not sure of the organization? For sure. So Coffee is the Canadian Urban Prof- Financial Professionals of in Canada. So it's an organization. It's a voluntary organization that helps people and especially students and young professionals to connect with each other. To they've put a, a lot of like networking events and scholarship opportunities that they put forward for students and young professionals all across Canada to come forth and just explore different things and create a community of all these young urban professional financial professionals across Canada. That's great. Good plug for coffee. Thank you for sharing that. Um, your academic journey has taken you to University of Toronto, and I know that's where we met. Um, can you share some of your most valuable lessons or experiences you've gained from your time there for the audience to think about school and what they might get out of, um, you know, especially yourself, leaving at 18 and, and going to another country to, to university? Just maybe share a little bit about what that was like or is no, like. definitely. It's, it's really like, I know how daunting it can be to like move across and just go to a different country, start your life there as an 18 year old, because you want to go and study and like achieve your dreams in those universities as well. So that is definitely one of the most daunting tasks. But I've had like I've worked with University of Toronto. The last four I've studied here, everything has been for for me at least has been at U of T. So the like U of T Scarborough has been my home for the past four years away from home. Technically, I've lived here. I've eaten, slept. I've done everything here. So like 
yeah we we often make jokes are like oh where would you go to chill we're like if you don't find anyone go to the library you'll find people there <laughs> don't, you don't have to call people you're going to find people at terms or library just chilling so <laughs> and it's just the amount of opportunities that the like the university gives you and the sense of community that it gives you is really important for you to succeed and one of the most important things that i've learned being away from home and also being in a different country and in such a competitive university which is one of the top universities in canada is that you need to surround yourself with the right people around you and the right like with people with the right mindset and similar goals because everybody has a different journey everybody has different op- opportunities everybody has different stories but just having the right people around you also helps you navigate your own journey and puts you in that right mind right mindset to achieve achieve your goals and that is what the university has given me it has given me the opportunity to connect with so many like minded people who want to succeed and want to create differences and make impact and i think some of the value one of the most interesting things that i also really appreciated in with the university was the amount of work integrated learning opportunities that we had so that really helped me to like figure out what i was learning theoretically but also apply it practically for example we had one of the presentations that we had to do was for cibc which is an actual company so i can actually work with the stakeholders that are in those companies listen to what issues they are going they are having and putting my thoughts forward putting my uh, ideas out and actually presenting in front of professional young professionals in front of senior managers gives you those skills and confidence to go out there and do that professionally after you're not a student as well that's awesome that's awesome i'm so glad you also talked about work integrated learning which has been a big part of your experience and as as young people are looking for where do they want to go to school and how they want to experience it um Thank you for sharing that aspect as well because it gives ideas and thoughts to students as they're pursuing their education. Um I also know you love art. Um maybe talk a little bit about art and what, what how does that passion intersect with um your business side and your accounting sides and and what and what and what do you do with art? I'm just curious. <laughs> yes, yeah, so art is like my safe space outside of school, <laughs> outside of everything. So art painting is like where I can immerse myself and like if I'm having a good day, if I'm having a ba- bad day, I can just go paint. So that has been my happy place, my safe place. And honestly, it has taught me a lot of things. I wasn't a very I am still not a very patient person and I wasn't. But painting has made me much more patient it has le- made me learn how to like just look at the bigger picture look just trust the process and look at the bigger picture because you never know what what the end result is going to be and that's what i also feel is one of the major similarities between the business world and painting would be there's risk to everything and there's a major risk to having businesses you never know what the future is going to hold you never know what the actual painting is going to be so you're going to start with a start with a blank canvas and create something out of it you're going to start a business company from a scratch but you don't know what the risks are going to be and what that company can be built up to so that's really what i feel is very similar in terms of both the aspects and one of the most like it has 
taught me patience it has taught me how to look at details detail orientation i i feel is one of the most important skills that you need for accounting and when you're working with numbers as a cpa honestly it has been mentioned in all of those job descriptions as well as the top skill is detail orientation and painting has really taught me how to be so detail oriented looking at the small things and how it makes such a big effect those small details that make a big effect in the actual painting that you're creating but i think apart from everything else one of the most important things that i've learned from painting is that sometimes it's okay to make mistakes and those mistakes can some are sometimes opportunities to create something more different and beautiful in in terms of painting and i think that has changed my outlook towards life as well love it i love it starting with that blank canvas and seeing what you're <laughs> doing that is so cool <laughs> Uh, I know through work integrating learning and the work at the school and 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 what you've been doing there too, you know, networking has been a big part of your experience um, and is a big part of today's world, um, especially in North America. Um, what do you think about networking and how has that helped you um, both personally and professionally? I uh, Networking, I, I know it's a word that has been like just revolving around being used so much but and everybody just says that oh no that's your number one trip go network go network go network but what does networking do i i always also in the same position when i really started i was like what is going to happen if i network and go talk to people but after, i cannot stress enough the importance of networking that it can have in your personal and professional journey cuz it's not even it's not like networking is going to give you the job that's not the goal for networking in my opinion what after getting into networking after doing so much of talking to new people meeting new people one of the most important things that i wanted from networking was to learn from others was what's to know their stories know what experiences they've had so networking has honestly helped me a lot personally learning from those ex- experiences and navigating my own journey knowing what things i should do and what oh, okay if i go through this path i know someone had took this path and this was the consequence so now i know what i can do better and what people have shared through me and what i know would work as well and what will not work but just professionally it's not getting you the job but it's putting out your name it's putting out your, yourself to create your own opportunities that's what it does if people know you if people know your name if they're hearing seeing you everywhere they're going to remember you they're going to know that you're you are interested you're putting in those efforts and like network it's just making connections networking is nothing else just making new connections and just keeping and building those relationships and i have built so many new relationships and so many meaningful connections through my co-ops through working at uft that like for example last semester i was out of my co-op and i wanted my work st- i didn't have my work study job i went to my old supervisor and i literally barged into her office saying i don't i'm jobless do you have a job and she's like what do you mean and i'm like oh i finished my co-op and i need job work study for this sab do i have a job he's like but you have your own position you have a job go and i'm like okay <laughs> so that's for networking that it's not going to get you the job but it's going to help me have those connections if i have something to ask them today which is very important 
I can go to their office and ask them and not wait for a two business day reply from the emails. Absolutely. Wow. What a great, great insights <laughs> on that one. Cause I totally agree with you. Like if you're going out to network just to get a job, that's not the way to do it. It's to build the opportunities that may lead to a job, but it leads to so much more, right? As you described. Oh, um, it does. It's, and it's a better way to look at it. Um, I think we sometimes look at it as this thing we have to do, but we don't know what we're doing. And it's better just to kind of think about it the way you did. And it's about building relationships, as you said. Um, so another thing, you know, I know a lot of times I'll ask or I'll hear from students talking about, you know, time management and maintaining a healthy work-life balance. Um, with you juggling all the different things that you do and your multiple responsibilities, do you have any tips for listeners on how to kind of keep that on like an even keel and make sure that you're taking care of yourself both physically and mentally? I think time management is one of the most important things that we have to learn as students. And Honestly, not making a joke, but U of T students really need to do that. And nobody does that better than U of T students because we've been trained to do that for four years. But honestly, just juggling work, personal life, meeting your friends, having that social life, and also putting all that effort into getting your academics done, having those takes a lot. And one thing that works uh, for me, and it's a very general thing, is just planning ahead of time. I need to know what I need to plan. I can't just go ahead and do stuff. I need to make my to-do list and I need to allocate time to whatever. Like, I just need to make sure that I have time in the day for everything that I need to do. And just setting those priorities ahead of time really helps you put into place and organize your time and as well as your commitments that you need to manage effectively. And one of the tips that I would give would give is to when you're making those plans, put in times for breaks because that's really important. And that that's what I didn't do initially. And that's what used to burn me out too much because I had everything that I wanted to do, which I could finish, but I wasn't taking any breaks. So that was really taking a toll on me and my mental health as well. So I can't stress enough how to actually just not taking breaks put those put that time in your timetable that okay you have separate time for yourself to, to do something that you like and take break from everything like the commitments that you had for school for work and the entire world out there so just taking Thoughts. just having that plan ahead of time and knowing what your priorities are just setting those priorities and boundaries i feel is really important and there's a lot of I think there's a lot of like AI tools apps that that are going on for like time management making your plans but like I'm a old school person that doesn't that didn't really work for me it doesn't give me that sense of accomplishment until I cross that thing out of my lift but like <laughs> after my list from my pen so that really gives me that motivation that, okay, now I can cross things out. That gives me motivation to do the next thing. So just find something that works out for you. The apps don't work out for me, but the list, lists do. And I, like, I will write every small thing that I need to do because that gives me a sense of thing. Oh, there were so many things, but in five minutes, I could check all, the, all of these off because they were really small things. Right, right. Uh, such great. Great thoughts there too. Thank you again. Some good insights for the listeners. Um, 
talking about challenges, you know, we all go through those on our different different parts of uh, our experience, lived experiences. And, you know, sometimes we think we're the only one going through it and others sometimes don't necessarily talk about that. But do you have a time or something that you worked through or overcame and maybe a specific experience that stands out that you feel comfortable sharing with the listeners? No, definitely. It's like I've talked so much about networking and how it has helped me and how important it is. But networking didn't come naturally to me. I'm not a person that I can go talk, just stand and go talk to people. When I first started university, I wasn't comfortable talking to people. And I was those people who would, wouldn't go to the networking events or just don't think how would I go put myself out there. Or even if, like even when I would do, I would just be anxious in those events because I wouldn't feel I'm doing anything or what am I supposed to do here? So networking and just, it it, it didn't come naturally to me. Um, and I think one of the challenges that it's not just networking, it was also just communicating and putting the confidence to put myself out there. So I wouldn't do well in interviews and getting my first co-op was really hard for me because I wasn't doing well in interviews because I had a lot of anxiety to share what I could do actually. And something that really worked for me was just practice. I started going to networking events and even though when I didn't know. I started going to the groups and started listening to what people are asking them. What people would, what what are they talking about? And going into conversations through those. I'm not trying to ask certain, like I will prepare my questions in my head, but if I see what others are asking and what I feel comfortable with entering into a conversation, I would start myself giving those smaller steps from there and then researching more about how to actually do like how to go out there talk to people how to do coffee chats with people (laughs) just doing those things just having multiple rounds of coffee chats having going to multiple networking events really helped me calm myself down and know what what it actually is and what you really need to do and our university has a lot of um, like a lot of opportunities and resources that are really helpful. I did a lot of mock interviews to practice those things. I did a lot of like self-mock interviews online to practice and get my nervousness down. And I think practice is important, but just over time, once you're getting like more opportunities and doing those things practically, meeting new people, creating those connections and everything, that really helped me build my confidence up and get like I got over like I could overcome my self-confidence and just build my own confidence to put myself out there to gain those opportunities. Yeah. And thank you for sharing that. It's such a great example of how, you know, to build that confidence, but even networking, again, we talked about it a little bit earlier in your conversation, but it's also a skill and it takes practice. Um, and it doesn't come naturally, I don't think for a lot of people, when you think of it in a business setting. Um, it's one thing to connect with friends, but that too can be you know, challenging at times to meet your first friends or get acquainted with people. And, and so um, I really do think it is a skill and it takes practice. It's part of communication and active listening and all those things. So great example and a great insights for the listeners. Um, I wanted to see if you wanted to maybe give a bit of advice to some of the listeners who might be thinking about finance and the accounting industry. And, you know, what, 
what would you tell them to think about um, in, in pursuing that area, whether it be the school side, the work integrated learning side, whatever comes to your mind, but um, what, what would you tell some of your peers and, and maybe listeners to think about? I think finance and accounting, just um, everyone says like there are two, two sides of the world, but they also go hand in hand a lot and they're actually very overlapping. So um, it's not just one accounting or finance, even like uh, the presentations that now that we have in like fourth year courses, it's like finance and accounting are really the subjects that go hand in hand. And I think for someone who wants to go into these areas, um, it's just how you feel about working with numbers, how you feel about solving problems, how you feel about working with people. So it it just comes out to what really fits best, fits best for yourself. And I think just to give advice, um, any tips would be try new things. I think just trying new things, getting those opportunities, trying to work in those areas and talking to no, new people, uh, talking to people who are actually in these industries, who worked in the finance world, who've gone to universities and uh, took those courses that you're on, uh, like you're going to, just knowing what their experience was really helps you put like, I think experience to names, because there's a lot of information that comes out to like that's on available online, but just having stories to connect with those information really helps you make those uh, like decisions much better and I think as long as you try new things you will understand what you like what you don't like um, in terms of any like anything you want to do uh, not not just finance and accounting and even in finance and accounting it's a really broad aspect under accounting there's there might be 10 different things you might not like auditing but you might like uh, like taxation you might like risk more like risk consultancy and management consultancy more than financial accounting so there's so many different opportunities that are out there and one of the like i think i might be wrong in some of the statistics but one of in uh, one of our presentations they said like only 6% or 4% of the CPAs work in public accounting firms. 94% of the, the CPAs are not working in public accounting firms. <laughs> but that gives you the idea how much opportunities are out there because you can go into any, any industry, you can go into any field, but you will have that designation and you will have those expertise with you to take forward. Such great insights. Thank you for that. So... There's a lot going on. Uh, I know you're still very active in your school and things happening and coming into finals here in December, but what what's next for you? Like, what's the future lie for you? What are you looking forward to next? So as I mentioned, I'm in the last stretch of my university, <laughs> hopefully finishing my uh, last semester as soon as possible. And then I'm hoping to enter the corporate world as well, starting my CPA journey starting being a young professional in the industry and also just having the just I just want to have more opportunities to give back to the community give back to society and just work as I mentioned work for financial literacy as well and just having those opportunities where I can give back to community as well is like one of the important things that I will look forward in the future to as well wow we need a lot more of you in the world, I'll tell you. You're you're 
you're a great person and offering so much to others and doing really great stuff. Is there any last minute things that you'd like to talk about for the listeners to leave like a final thought or anything? Um, I know we covered a lot, but I just want to make sure you have the opportunity. No, I, I hope I answered some of the questions uh, like a, a good and like I really hope someone can take something out of this. And some like one thing that I would say is that I wasn't like I'm a normal person. If I could do that when like I could do this and stand here and talk about my experiences, anyone can do that. And it's just May, like for me it was making connections getting to know me, more people and that really helped me navigate my own path as well so just keep I think just keep trying new skills and don't give up would be my advice it's great advice it's great <laughs> advice and um Manya thank you so much for joining me today and being on my podcast I can't think of a better individual to share this whole journey that you've been on but yourself and mm -hmm. um I can't wait to see where you go with all your future successes. And I hope we stay in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you. No, definitely. I hope to stay in touch with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, for our audience, if uh, you like what you heard today, share this podcast on Spotify with your friends. Follow Coffee with Convery on Instagram, where we also share these stories. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well. Mm.